I'm just the odd one this morning, and it's great. <laughs> just sitting in the comfy seat, so. Right, excuse me, I'm now looking at my phone, by the way, this morning. I was trying to get my, my questions, questions printed, but classic printer when I work for my this morning. I've had a few arguments with that thing in here. So, Rebecca, thank you so much for agreeing to come and share your life story. It's not easy sitting here looking at all those faces. I mean, you're beautiful in our hand, but you're a bit scary. Um, so, but we've been praying for you and we can, you've got such a heart for the Lord and from hey conversations that just shines out of you. So I'm just believing that we're going to, we're just going to be glorifying his name. We're going to enjoy his presence. And that's a prayer this morning as well, that you would enjoy his presence style. Fantastic morning. Um, already the boss is back. He's doing what he does well. He's ushering us in. <laughs> the, so it's just, the, I, Isabel's a boss, now you, Kevin. <laughs> um, so it's been fantastic. So can I, let's just pray. Lord, we're just off I love you, and we're just thankful that we can be found in your presence. And we just pray for Rebecca. We pray that she would just experience that peace that she has already experienced in her life, and she will share about, and that you will be glorified. And I love that we can just hear joy from we are doing ministry, God, and that you're not here to stress us out, but we can just be ourselves, and we can be free. We can be out at fear a man place, and we can just be delighting ourselves with Jesus. So be glorified in your name. Amen. Amen. So, Rebecca, obviously Hi. I've just told him your name, but tell him your full name and where you come from. Okay, I am Rebecca Ann Ritchie, and um, <laughs> that's the first time I think I've seen it, like, Aww. out loud. <laughs> I've not. Um, so I'm originally from Peterhead, um, brought up air, and then moved to Broch in 2020. And I've been a full-time brocher since then. <laughs> yes. And we've been delighted. Delighted to hear you. Really enjoyed getting, getting to Kenya the past couple of years as well. Um, so I'm excited for you to share all your goods this morning. <laughs> right, so just a few little icebreakers, because we're like fun questions, don't we? We met up this week, and I was like, okay, let's just think what fun questions can I ask. Um, if money was no object for you, Rebecca, and you could go only why in the world... Far would it be? Well, me and Nathan love going and seeing different places. I've, I always wanted to go to, like, well, I said Alaska originally, mm -hmm. but that's very out there. Um, oh. Norway, I would really like to visit Norway because there's a few people from my work gone recently, Ooh. and it's absolutely gorgeous, the photos I've seen. So very scenic, and I think it would just be a really cool place to see. So maybe we'll get to go there one day. Cool, I like it. Although these these places that you suggested gone are really calm, like Norway and Alaska. I'm like, <laughs> well, so. I do like the heat as well, and we did just going on a mad holiday. But I think Carl would be fine as well. Oh, okay, well, that's you right. So, and have you got a bucket list in your life, like as things that you want to do or accomplish or dreams that can be as wild as you want? If it would be top on your bucket list. Well, maybe going Alaska is on your bucket list. Aye, so basically just visiting as much places as I can in my life, I think. So like, begin to travel. Aye, I think me and Nathan would love to do that. My mum maybe is not wanting me to leave, but I love to see, I would love to see different places. Um, and obviously still come home. Oh, 
but okay. just like holidays. So you didn't want to move? No. No, nothing like cold. No. No, okay. <laughs> there you go, ma'am, you're, you're safe. <laughs> Aye, so you didn't want, you don't want to go skydiving or bungee jumping or anything like that. That's near well, on your bucket list. on our last most recent holiday, there was a skydiving option, but it was in a tube. And I wanted to do it, but unfortunately, I just kind of thingy do it you because of okay. my hair black situation. So mm -hmm. I thought I'd be on the safe side and just avoid that. But I would love to. Oh, okay. Aye. Well, there you go. She might <laughs> skydive. Nathan, I hope you're up for Indoor. New <laughs> 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 no, a plane. <laughs> okay. So, Rebecca, skydiving aside, tell us a wee bit about your early life. Have you always been in church? Like, what was it like growing up in Peterhead? Yes, so very, very blessed to have been brought up in a Christian family, Christian grandparents. Loved my granddads to bits. They are one heaven knew, but oh, just they were my, just loved them. My granny and my grandma. Um, they are an absolute blessing. And I, my mom and dad, my brother Matthew, he's here. Um, went to Sunday school on my days as a child. Was pair faith when I was really little. Absolutely loved it. Went to York Street Hall, which is obviously a more traditional church to hear. But I uh, loved the teaching. My my Sunday school teachers. I just I mind for the sake of my new. So it just shows how much they inputted into my life. Um, I would say, as a child, you did soak up a lot more information. Well, I certainly did. So um, I, I, I loved my Sunday school classes, and I. That's good, and like the parents are really close to your heart. You work, you do a great work with your parents at FCC, and so you're remembering from your little and everything that you soaked up, and you still remember a lot of the things that they told you. I, that's another reason why I love doing a kid's work is I can how much I learned growing up, so being able to kind of be a little bit of an influence on the parents, and mm -hmm. I just love young kids. It's always been my, I just love working with them. So um, um, being able to be a little bit a part of their life ah. is a huge blessing. Great. So you were in church all your days, you were at Sunday school. Do you remember like the first time you decided, right, I want to give my heart to Jesus, or did you hear them telling about Jesus on the cross when you were in Sunday school? Tell us a wee bit about that, how it happened. Yes, so it's really funny, because I remember the moment I said the sinner's prayer, prayer like clear as day, and I can't mind if I had to my supper yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, being in my bedroom, and it was a Sunday evening, after I'd been to Sunday school that day, my Sunday school teacher had been speaking about like salvation and how he'd become a Christian and um, I just went to my bed that night really heavy and thinking right I need to do something about us I need to be um, a Christian so I was nine years old it was the 14th of January um, and I just said the sinner's prayer all on my own I don't know how I even got the words because I was just nine but I mind doing it and the lightness just came upon me and I just felt extremely, I, it just felt like a weight had been lifted off me. Yeah. And I was <laughs> running down the stairs to tell my mom and dad and I felt like I was going to be in trouble because it was a school night and I was up late. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of, my mom and dad, mine us, but they, they burst into tears and um, told them that I'd just gotten saved. So that was really good. It was good. And you said that, and they were like, oh, it's okay, you can bide up now, you don't have to go to your bed. 
I don't know if they mind us, but I they says, oh, it's fine. Um, can you've just gotten saved? So the phone drew my grannies and my family, and my grandma came up for our tea. Oh, <laughs> that was a hell party going on. I was a party in heaven. A mom had out of pieces and the sandwiches. Half a Peter Reed coming round. Now that's how you do a salvation, right? See the next time somebody gets saved. Let's have a party after church. Be great. Get sandwiches out. And I came for the budget is for that, but we'll check it. <laughs> Radiate will pay for it. <laughs> Inside joke. Um, so, yes, that's fantastic, Rebecca. Salvation. So, you were nine. Mm-hmm. So, then obviously, you were still in Peter Heed and you were in primary school at this point. So, if it was like growing up um, from your academy, if it was that like for you as a Christian? Yeah, always had a fine time at school, never any hassle, just a bit during the corner from my primary school. So, it was great. Um, got to academy. I was never really academically minded, but mm. I got through it. <laughs> and I was always one to push myself. And I wanted to bide on top of my schoolwork. I always made sure my homework was done. And um, I never had any hassle going through school mm-hmm. um, until um, the beginning of third year. I think Aye, it was. So this was a point for something happened. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to start start telling us about that day you went shopping? Yes. You realised. So shopping with my mum and um, I think my grandma was there as well. We were going away to go on a family holiday and this was in the October 2010, I think. And um, I was just getting in the changing rooms and my mum noticed there was something wrong with my back. So um, obviously I kind of see my spine. So she was in shock and we went straight up to A&E in Aberdeen. And she was, they just teamed me straight away and um, been assessed. And the doctor just says, I'm sorry to tell you, your daughter's got something called scoliosis. And me and my mum looked at each other and was like, what is this? <laughs> um, so that started us on quite a big journey um, to find out what all this was about. And um, as soon as he told us that, he also says Aberdeen has no... Um, way of treating this, you would need to go to Edinburgh. That is your closest kind of hospital right. that deals with this condition. So it must have been quite a big shock for you. Is something because it's a word that maybe folk have never heard before. Scoliosis. You are not sure if it is, and they're telling you, "Oh, but Aberdeen Hospital, the end that we would always go. Oh, we kind of do absolutely nothing here." So explain a wee bit what scoliosis is for anybody that's maybe not aware. Yeah. So. Um, Scoliosis is a curvature of the spine. Um, it's na- it wasn't so common that I'd heard. Of, I'd never heard one of you with it back then, but it is more common now nowadays, um, and it's a lot more common in girls than in boys. My type was fast progressing, which means, and it was I think how you pronounce it is idiopathic, which there's no like actual that reason why it happens. It just I was chosen to get it and it just happened. It can run in families genetically, but there was no one we were aware of mm-hmm. with it. So yeah, um, just basically your curve can go in an S shape or a C shape, and mine's was an S. An S, aye, so it's not just a slight like, curve, yeah. it's a full on. Like, uh-huh. I think there's a wee photo if you want to see. You kinda, I'm not sure if you can see the S shape, maybe you could put the light. So it's the in on the left, that's your yeah. S shape. And it goes fully down in a, the bottom of the blurred out. 
Okay. Um, so there's a massive difference there. Yeah, so that was my before and after. Um, mm -hmm. um, okay, so it happened in Aberdeen, you're aware, so fit. What was the plan of action? What happened after that? You realised I'm not going to get help in Aberdeen. So what did you or your mum and your dad? Yeah, so we got x-rays and things and um, contacted Edinburgh. A referral was sent there straight away and they came back to us and said, due to your curvature, we're not actually, it's too long a waiting list. So we had to look at other options um, because mine's was so fast progressing. Mm -hmm. um, my mum worked night and day. I remember going downstairs after school and stuff, she would always be on the laptop researching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, she worked so hard to try and find me the best care possible. I mean, we were dealing with this completely blind because we didn't know who dealt with this condition and where to get the operation. We found a surgeon in London. Now, I have to mention Dr. Ritchie, Lewis Ritchie. He's been my doctor since I was born and what a blessing he was. Um, he looked after me from the very beginning to the very end. He was always contacting me to make sure I was okay. He actually phoned us on our wedding to wish us well. And, oh, is that a um, local doctor? Lewis Ritchie, yeah. Okay. Oh, brilliant. So um, he's, he's local to the northeast. Um, but yeah, we found this doctor in London and um, basically just contacted them, put a referral through and they were happy to see me. And mm -hmm. that was another situation we had to deal with, um, traveling down there. Mm -hmm. So it was quite fast moving because Edinburgh had spoken to you, mm -hmm. but the waiting list was really long, but it was progressing so fast that if you had waited, yeah. they had said you will be left in a wheelchair. Well, it was just so fast progressing that they wanted me to be seen as soon as possible. Aye. So there was no um, room for waiting about. Yeah, and um, I'm just getting the degrees. It was 87. Can't find it. But it was, I think it was 87 degrees, yeah, before the operation. And they just said that was far too um, progressed for them because you can actually wear a brace. Mm -hmm. to stop the curve but that wasn't an option for me whatsoever I just had to go straight for the surgery yep. and then prior once I was down in London um, I'd get checks health checks to make sure I was suitable for the operation mm -hmm. and it actually progressed to 92 degrees before my surgery day Aye, so, I so it's very very bad yeah it was the worst case my surgeon had ever seen Aye. So. so this was not just going to be okay, I'm getting a flight down to London, I'll get an operation, I'll be out the next day and back to Peterhead. Yeah. That was not the case whatsoever. So I was major planning going on. Let's yeah. a bit about that. So, I mean, everything was put in place perfectly. The Lord goes before you everywhere. And I mean, from the selection of my consultant to um, getting the operation, we had to find accommodation because we had to stay in London for a month. Um, I wasn't allowed to fly home um, and then get regular checkups back and forth to London. I could only walk a little bit, um, but it, it was a really, I mean, I took it all in my stride. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my mum, mm -hmm. she didn't. She was, <laughs> she seen it from a different perspective. And the only reason I got peace, and I'll cover that in a minute, is mm -hmm. from the Lord, like, I'm a naturally nervous 
and panicky person. Yeah. So the only way I managed to go through this and completely, well, almost pain-free mm-hmm. um, was the Lord because there's no other explanation. He, we know that our peace comes from him and um, I was totally at rest the whole time. It's amazing. So you just had cool as a cucumber moments. Your mom's in the corner. You're nae in the cool as cucumber <laughs> moments, but you had total peace. Mm-hmm. Um, my nurse actually, she was a, a blessing. We actually had a wee video from her at the wedding, which I was totally shocked at. It was such a surprise. She um, says that, like when I went back to my room, uh, the, uh, I should say, the operation took about nine hours from going in to recovery and um, high intensive care, yeah. Um, it was nine hours, so it was a long, long time. My mum and dad were nervous wrecks, but they were praying the whole time. <laughs> um, when I eventually got back to my room, um, I had to sit up before that. They, they had to get me sitting up and um, went back to my room. The nurse says, that's the most peaceful night a patient Am I still on? Yeah. A peaceful night patients ever had. And, well, my mom just says, look, that's the Lord that gave her the peace because mm, naturally you, would, you wouldn't be because you've just had the operation, sorry, I should have said, was to put titanium rods down my spine mm-hmm. to then straighten it, which you can see in that photo. Um, and it's a huge operation, but, um, yeah, I went back to my room and, Honestly, I can say I was in no pain. You were in no pain, Mm-mm. which is incredible. Yeah. And um, the nurse noticed it, and your mom was like, that was a lord. Yeah. That was a lord. <laughs> it was yeah. brilliant. So then how your recovery process after that, you mentioned you to be in London for a month. Yeah. And how, how was that? What did that look like for you? Mm-hmm. So my brother was left at home with my grandma, and he came down and visited which was really good to see them because we were away for a long time and um, went out a wee walk here and there with my mum. But I always call my mum and dad my security guards <laughs> because I always had one on either side of me because I was never allowed to be bumped or mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I had to be really careful even on like transport. Like I couldn't go on public transport because it was too bumpy. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, when I did go out my walk, like, your spine because your nerves had been cut through you got like mini electric shocks and that was all your nerves coming back together Mm -hmm. which that's the only kind of pain I felt throughout my whole experience so I'm really thankful that um I managed to I just dealt with it and it was not there was no problems everything went smoothly Mm -hmm. like I say the Lord went before us and everything was just covered and we didn't need to worry, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, a whole month, and then I had to do um, physiotherapy quite a lot, three times a day, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I got discharged from London and went home and did this physiotherapy three times a day in, in the house. My brother really helped me out with that. He, mm-hmm. like, you lose your independence, and as a teenager, um, it's not very good. <laughs> that was so. I got diagnosed in October 2010, and I had my operation in January 2011. Yeah. So it was extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was. It was the beginning of third year. So, how old was I, Mum? 
14. So you were 14, and you were at yeah. school at this point. So third year 14. is quite a big year here because you're looking to do prelims and exams. How did all that fit in once you came back? You mm -hmm. missed a chunk of school. Yeah, so um, missed six months of school, actually, and I was out of action, I call it, for like a year. That's what it kind of took for me to fully get back on my feet. Mm -hmm. um, as much as I was walking every day, that, and I could only lift a bag of sugar. That was all I was allowed to lift. Um, it eventually went up over time, but um, within that six months, it was purely just me recovering. And then it become closer and closer to fourth year exams. And um, now there was the conversation of how am I gonna get back into schoolwork? Um, there was no teachers available to, to um, you know, sit with me at the time mm -hmm. to do schoolwork, so we did pray about it and a teacher just became available which was completely unheard of at the time yeah um, he was a huge blessing just sat with me and took home my schoolwork um, and explained to me what the teachers wanted me to do so it was a struggle because like I was achy not so much in pain but like there was this aches and I would just have to move from like my desk and my bedroom to my bed and I would just take my books with me and wherever, wherever I was comfortable. And I was just determined to get through this work and I would stay in my year because my mm -hmm. goal was to stay in my school year yeah. and do my exams the same time as everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, which I thankfully did manage to do, which was a huge thing. Um, but I wouldn't have managed without the strength of the Lord because like I couldn't have studied and I'm not academic, <laughs> but I managed and it was a lot of work um, within doing my recovery as well at the same time. Mm -hmm. And just for that opening to appear for a teacher to help me um, was a, a, just a huge, huge, huge blessing I wouldn't have managed. So it was almost like a, a tutor that you ended up with. Yeah. And there were short, shortages of staff and um, there was just this tutor popped up and they would come and see you all the time with your work. Because yeah. you could have heen the option to go back a year and repeat it, but you were determined. And I loved what you shared me the other day that we were out. You were like, I would just sit at my desk and I would catch up on my work. And if I got sore, then you would just go and lie down, but you would take your book and you would keep doing the work when you're lying down. And I think that's incredible for a 14 year old that could just say, okay, I'm, just going to leave the work and repeat my year but you powered through it mm -hmm. and you did it yes i just wanted to get through my exams and my teachers i've got to say they were incredible when i could go into school i just did like a few hours a day and they took time to sit with me go through all my work mm -hmm. and it just really really worked with me so that i could get through my education at the same time as everyone else oh, so i'm great. really thankful for that mm -hmm. tell us a wee bit uh, backtracking a wee bit when you went for your operation about your praying grannies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so my granny from Gamery and my grandma from Pierheed um, had their hail meetings praying for me and my parents. And um, I think a good chunk of the Northeast went about Jennifer's Quine Egan for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't actually ken until about eight, nine years later that Granny Mary had been speaking on E. Helen. And she had said, oh, Jennifer's Quiney's gone for this operation. We've got to pray for her. So um, 
I didn't ken eight or nine years down the line that I would be part of us family that um, can about my as well. So that was a huge blessing to ken that they were praying for me as well. Um, so yeah, my praying grannies on oh me, they're such a blessing that they're continually praying for us, me and my brother. <laughs> and um, I just so chuffed to hear, like I say, Christian grandparents and um, they were, they really rallied their churches round and they were praying for me as I was going through us. Brilliant. Power of praying grannies, eh? <laughs> Telling half a northeast, that's quite getting in for an operation, get praying. When you mentioned to me about Granny Mary, who'd spoken on e Helen, and I was like, we were probably praying for you, doing the stairs, Mary's praying for us, crying, going in, we'd going, amen, amen. <laughs> Lord, you can this girl, we do not can her, but you do. I love it. But, uh, and the Lord sees, can even, we, we do pray for people that we do not can, we get requests in on Tuesdays at the prayer meeting, but you just can. It's not up to us. We're just obedient in prayer, and God is doing something when we do not see and hey, maybe in this lifetime we need we get to see some of what fruit like we are the day. Um, so it's amazing. And thank you for sharing that little detail with us so yeah. we can see. So so that was you. And you did do your exams, didn't you? Yeah, so I um got it so it came through in text. So like after I had sat my exams um in fourth year it came through in a text message so i ran through my mum's bedroom i don't know if she'll remember this but what a funny story um she whacked her head off the headboard because <laughs> she'd gotten such a scare and i was like mom mom i've passed my exams i've right. got really good grades mm-hmm. and we were all just so happy because um it had a lot to get there but like i say couldn't have done it myself and um I just had my nap moment of running through to tell her my exam results. It was really funny that morning. It's <laughs> great. So it was a real victory moment for you. Aye. So looking back in at at hell year and experience, like far about your faith, like what did you learn about the Lord, about your faith, or far did you see him in all that different mm-hmm. details? You have mentioned that as you're going along. But. Yeah, so just like I say, that he was with us every step of the way. I mean, nobody cares what their tomorrow will bring in. I was just on a normal shopping trip with my mom thinking, oh, we're going to want on holiday and get in our clothes. We did get on the family holiday, by the way. We had the operation after the holiday, which I was awful thankful for because I, I wouldn't get no way for a long time. Yep. So um, I just, we didn't again when we'd go through that as a family and it really grew me as a person. It changed me and it probably changed my mom and dad as well. And my brother, oh me, he was such a help. Throughout, he was a few years younger than me, and he was helping my woman exercises every day faithfully. And um, just seeing Abdi Raleigh together, the Lord really wrapped his arms around about our Hale family and just gave us the strength to get through it. And like us, is just a small part of my life story. There's mm-hmm. got to be times in the future for um, wouldn't I can fit's going to be coming, mm-hmm. but we just trust and we can that we've gotten through us so we can go through anything that's it that's it that's it it's just it's life isn't it it's mm-hmm. learning that nobody's life is perfect there's always things to deal with but god is in it mm-hmm. every single step of the way it's amazing that you're even thinking well if it ever comes at the future yeah. god is in it i've experienced that peace mm-hmm. that's fantastic so do you Tell us a wee bit about your baptism story as well, because that was special, the way that happened. Yeah, so my operation was the 18th of January, 
2011, and then I think it was 2014, I think, that I got, was it 2014? It's a few years later anyway, but it was the exact same time. So my operation was then the 18th of January, my baptism was the 19th of January, so it was the Sunday a few years later. So we didn't plan that, but for that to be initiated and for the baptism to land on the same weekend as what my back operation was, I yeah. just thought that was the Lord as well, because I had decided I needed to be baptized and show Abdi um, that I believed in God and I was a Christian, mm-hmm. and um, I, it was just really special for it to land on the same kind of anniversary date. So it's almost like, okay, I'm going to commit and I'm going to publicly show I'm following Jesus. And then you just realize, oh, wow, it's the three-year or four-year mark anniversary. Yeah. And it's like, Lord, just saying to you, I was there at the beginning of what, and yeah. I'm still here. And he's still here today, ready to do life with you. Yes. And we see you in your, your ministry with the Barons, but when you, you have fellowship with us here, we just see Jesus. We see your heart for the church and for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so just want to honor you and thank you for stepping out and doing that this morning. Okay, and I've got a wee wee story that um, happened us. I love getting glimpses into folks' lives. And we just had a conversation with this person and she was speaking about what she'd gone through and what I'd gone through. And a lot of folk would call what I've gone through coincidences. Mm-hmm. Ken, like a lot of folk use that word. And this lady didn't ken I was a Christian and I didn't ken she was, but she just says, everyone thinks that what we go through in our lives are coincidences. However, God is the initiator of the coincidences. So I just thought, wow, I've got to share that because I didn't ken for she was, she didn't ken for I was, but we both had gone through stuff. And I just thought that was really good because we can that it's no coincidences. It's just God's hand. Set. Amen. Well, let's give her some encouragement, folks, for sharing our story. Rebecca, I'm just going to pray for you before we finish. Um, and then I think we're landing with a song of worship. So if I'm praying if the worship people want to come up. So, all right. Lord, we just thank you that your name has been glorified this morning. And we thank you for Rebecca's life, for her heart, for you. We thank you for the plans, Lord, that you began in her all that years ago and that you are still working in our life, walking with our faithfully, Lord. We look, we look forward to seeing mere stories and mere testimony that, that's going to happen in her life, Lord. And we bless and we stand and we agree with the plan for Rebecca and Nathan's life, for the things that they're and as a couple new lord we bless them and we just love them we we see their heart to serve you lord and we just pray that you would continue to speak into their lives that you would continue to light up the path that is in in front of them lord and i thank you that you do can the path that you've got for them as a couple of walk lord to serve you and just to be with you as your children as well father so we thank you for it again lord we thank you for the testimony oh prayer and families oh a faithful god oh peace in the midst of something that we could just panic in lord but instead of panic or peace and i just pray for merua in your life rebecca mere peace and nay panic because that is god's will for your life because it's his precious daughter is for mere peace and nay panic so i just bless you in jesus name amen